If you want to approach your birth feeling cool, calm and confident, then you are in the right place. Welcome to HypnoWhat. I'm your host Claire, a doula and hypnobirthing teacher from Edinburgh and I'm here to help you look forward to birth. So let's get going. pregnant pals and if you are new here welcome. This is the HypnoWhat podcast and today you are joining me for episode 11. I'm actually recording this a little bit earlier in the week than usual as my husband and I are having a weekend away with some of our best pals. We're off to Belfast for a couple of nights celebrating one of our 40ths kid free which is going to be lovely. Um, We are Today, going to be focusing on how you can tailor your environment to be supportive of your birth. Whether you're planning to be at home or on the labour ward, there will be plenty for you here today. So this is a bit of a continuation from the last two episodes where we were looking at choosing where to birth your baby and then writing your birth plans. Today, I thought we'd explore how you can make those environments like I just said, as supportive of birth as possible. And through your pregnancy, you can work with your birth partner to create a vision for what you'd like your birth space to be. And that can form part of your birth plan for them to be in charge of, allowing you to just focus on you and your body and what's going on there. So what kind of environment is supportive of birth? Well, that is going to look, sound and feel different to each of you. So this episode is going to be a little bit broad, but that's because everyone's vibe for birth is going to be pretty different. And I want to try and cover as many bases for you as possible. Now, the ideal environment for birth is one that feels safe, comfortable and familiar to you. Not your birth partner or your care team, it's how that environment feels to you that is most important. You and your body feeling safe are key to your body being able to relax and let birth happen. I cannot stress enough how impactful your environment and the atmosphere in your birth space will be on not just the unfolding of your birth, but how you will feel in the moment and how you will feel looking back. Now, I'm going to start by sharing with you one of my top tips for birth. And that is that for the vast majority of you, birth will begin at home. Unless you have a planned caesarean or an induction of labour, then you're going to spend a good chunk of, or maybe even most of your labour, at home. So prepare for that. Because it's actually something that people don't often consider even though, as I'm saying it to you now, you're probably thinking, well, yeah, of course, that's just common sense. But the focus is actually normally on the intended place of birth, where the baby is going to come out, making preparations for getting there, what you're going to do to that place to make it feel like home, lots of hospital bag checklists, and not so many people talking about what comes before that. Before you decide that your labour is at a point where you want to make the move to either the hospital or the birth centre. And the labour that comes before the hospital is just as important to consider as afterwards. Your body is doing the same job, it's just in the earlier stages. But they are, like I've just said, 
just as important to consider. So your advice to stay at home until you're in active labour. So that's loosely defined as frequent regular contractions, about three in every 10 minutes is the usual marker. And that often correlates with being around four centimetres dilated, which is the magic number for admittance onto labour ward. Just to say, I am using this language because this is the language that your care team will use. So I want you to be familiar with it. Your labour can feel active and you can feel like you are working really bloody hard before you hit either of these milestones. That does not mean you are not in labour yet. If a healthcare professional uses language like that or says things like, you're only two centimetres. I want you to be instantly reframing their very poor word choice. (laughs) I want you to be thinking, I am already two centimetres dilated. My body is working so hard to bring my baby to me. And get your birth partner briefed on this as well. So that if you do have a midwife who is speaking to you in a way that you don't really like, then your birth partner can come in really quickly with the verbal reassurance that you maybe need. It's a great first move to obviously be cheerleading for yourself, but it's going to be even more impactful if your birth partner can give you that reassurance and positivity as well. Some labours move faster than others. A long latent phase is not necessarily, or even often, a cause for concern. For some people, they'll be in active this so-called active labour phase within a few hours. For other people, it could be much longer. So think about how to make your home environment birth-friendly. How are you going to support yourself at home during labour? And I don't just mean get a TENS machine and have a birth ball kicking about. Those things are great. I mean, think about what labouring at home might look like for you. Prepare yourself a little nook and that can be your space for labour. Somewhere that you can focus on yourself and your baby where you maybe won't be interrupted and you can get yourself off into labour land. Think super comfy, cosy, pillows, blankets, photo albums, anything that's going to make you smile or laugh, those are great things to have to hand. Water, really good to stay hydrated. Some small snacks, again, labour is a workout. Make sure that you're fueling your body. And think about space as well. You might want to move around, take up different positions. And again, consider privacy. Is this somewhere that you can be on your own easily if that is what you need? And another good place to start when you're thinking a little about what that labour nest might look like is to consider the concept of anchoring. Now, I talked about this in detail in episode six, so it might be worth giving that another listen after today's episode to just refresh your memory if you haven't already decided what anchors you'd like to use. But if you haven't listened to that episode, I'll just give you a little introduction. So put very simply, an anchor is an external cue which helps to calm your nervous system. Essentially, it's like the opposite of a trigger, which is an external cue that activates your nervous system, makes you feel unsafe, stressed, upset. Your anchors can help to settle your nervous system and help to tell your brain that you are safe. 
So what I would encourage you to do is to find some anchors that work for you, that you enjoy using and use those to create a relaxation practice during pregnancy. And this practice and these anchors will then form the basis for your environment in labour. So again, we talked about how familiarity is a really impactful thing to use during labour. Being familiar with a relaxation practice and with your anchors, that helps them to do their job. And let's also make sure that they're easily transportable. For example, if one of your anchors is the smell of a particular candle, make sure that you have the essential oil or diffuser or a lotion with that scent that you can then take with you and use in hospital where you will not be allowed to use your candles. I know I talk a lot about there being no such thing as not allowed, but actually (laughs) open flames in hospitals are definitely not allowed. (laughs) When you're considering your environment, you want to always be thinking about what oxytocin likes. Our super shy hormone who has a super important role in birth. Just to recap, oxytocin is produced by the bucket load when we orgasm, but also when we cuddle and when we kiss. If something triggers happy memories, makes you smile, gives you that warm feeling in your tummy, that's oxytocin. Now, describing it as the shy hormone should give you an idea about the kind of environment it likes. It likes privacy, doesn't like to feel observed, doesn't like interruptions. Much like the kind of environment that most of us like having sex in. So bring a bit of that to your birth environment. And again, this is going to look so different from person to person. Think about what that kind of environment looks like to you. For some people, it's going to be like a zen den. For others, it might be a raunchy dance party. But think about what feels good to you and don't worry about what you think you should be doing or what other people are recommending. If you want to bump and grind in the kitchen to some sexy 90s R&B, then you go for it. Or maybe you want your partner to be giving you a foot rub while you guys watch your wedding video together. Or maybe you want to be by yourself in the bath, eyes closed, listening to tracks. That works too. Like I said at the start, this environment is going to be really unique to you and also what you need in the moment might be quite different to what you have planned. So really try to be in tune with your body and trust what your body is telling you in labour. And also, don't forget what I've told you about melatonin before as well. So that's our sleepy hormone. It supports oxytocin to help build your contractions. So try to keep things dark to support your body's production of melatonin. Curtains closed, avoid blue light from screens if you can. Smartphones actually have a set, well, a lot of smartphones have a setting where you can change the tone of the light from blue to red. So that can be a, that could be a good idea as well if you are needing to keep in contact with people although that's a good thing to pass off to your birth partner. And let's just remember what we are here, guys. We're mammals. It is instinctive for us to want to retreat during labour, to head off somewhere dark and peaceful and private. Low light levels and quiet 
are crucial for optimal hormone production in mammals and that's what we are. A recent study from Denmark showed that people who gave birth in rooms with sensory light, essentially fairy lights, it's just a fancy way of saying fairy lights for this study, they were significantly less likely to have synthetic oxytocin or an unplanned cesarean delivery. And this kind of environment has also been found to have a positive effect or or positive impact on healthcare professionals. And it's been suggested that, again, being in this kind of environment can be conducive to encouraging more trusting, supportive and relaxed relationships, both between you and your birth partner, but also between you and your care team. So the links to both of those studies will be in the show notes if you want to read into that further. They're both really quite an interesting read. So my top tip for organising your things for going from home to hospital would be to make sure that you have a hormone helper bag. This could be a separate bag from your hospital bag, which will have all of your baby's things in it and anything that you want for after birth. Get that hospital bag in the car or by the door. Your hormone helper bag, that can sit in your little labour nest at home and you can then gather up the bits or rather pass that off to your birth partner. They can gather up the bits when it's time for you to transfer in. And thinking back over all that I've talked about about hormones before, work out what you think will help you. Your music choice, your pictures, your anchors, your vibe, these things will all be unique to you and your experience and your circumstances. And remember that birth can be hot, not just like creating heat in your body, it is a workout, but labour and recovery wards are also hot. (laughs) So I'd bear that in mind and think about keeping yourself cool. I always recommend getting a wee foldable fan, which you can either use on yourself or have your birth partner fanning you. This is one of the items that I absolutely must have in my doula bag at all times. And I also like to have frozen bottles of water. I think they're really, really good because you won't have a little fridge in your birth room. So it means that you've always got access to nice cold water and your midwife will definitely be filling up water jugs for your room but it's good to just know that you've got your own things as well. Now, I do plan to do a longer episode talking all about using water during labour, but I wanted to touch on it here as I think it can be an amazing tool to use at home, whether you plan to birth at home or not. Moving to hospital or birth centre, there might not always be a birth pool available for you, but you know at home you have your bath or your shower there for you to use while you're labouring at home. And I thought I would start by sharing a really interesting study that I read about water births. So it compared 3,000 water births with 3,000 land births. And the researchers asked the participants both during and after labour what they would rate the level of pain that they felt. And while there was no significant difference in their findings of the during labour reporting, what they did find was that the water birth group all recalled their pain as significantly lower 
when they were asked about it postnatally. So what the researchers concluded from that was that the water immersion seemed to alter the labouring person's perception of the experience so that when they recalled the experience they almost had like an altered memory with more positive memories stored and less painful ones and off the back of that there was then a suggestion that it could be that being in a birth pool might make it easier to enter labour land so that's kind of state fueled by endorphins where you're less aware of your surroundings and you can really focus your energy inwards. Now, why am I sharing that with you in this episode about environment? Well, I want you to consider using your bathroom as a safe space for labour. Bathrooms bathrooms can be a really great place to labour. First of all, because we tend to associate them with A, privacy, B, relaxing our pelvic floor and see sitting backwards on the toilet is actually a brilliant position for birth it works a bit like a supported squat but with a lot less effort so it's a really good resting position for you bathrooms also tend to be smaller rooms in our homes so they can feel safer in that respect too instinctively our bodies often want to take us into small little nooks as we prepare to give birth and I thought today I would actually finish off talking about how important all of this is if you are planning to or end up deciding to have an induction because I quite often hear people say oh I I had to have an induction so all the hypnobirthing or birth prep stuff went out the window please remember that even though you might need to be in hospital for labour starting, your environment will still impact on your labour and you can still impact on that environment. One of the most, one of the biggest differences between spontaneous, the spontaneous onset of labour and the process of induction is being away from home. Being in hospital trying to make active labour happen has a pretty profound effect and you know I've talked loads about how your home environment is very good for your hormone production and at home we have total influence over that environment but we can still impact on a hospital environment and with induction people's expectations are obviously are often set quite high. People can expect that their babies will be born within a day of being induced and especially before term actually it can often be a couple of days before labour even gets started let alone gotten to the point where your baby has been born. So you can probably see how knackering that is physically but also emotionally being away from home, maybe being away from other children spending nights in hospital alone that can really impact on how you feel about your birth so what I want you to think about when considering the environment for your induction is to think about how you would like to be supported in the hospital particularly overnight when you might not have your birth partner with you what can you do to make that environment feel good to you And photos can be a really brilliant tool in this situation. 
you know, a couple of framed pictures on that awful looking hospital trolley that sits behind, beside all the hospital beds. That can just, again, make it feel a little bit more like it's a space that belongs to you. Blankets or a scarf or jumper with your partner scent on it, I think that's a really comforting tool to have with you. Or even just something that smells like home. But have a plan in place for, like I said, how you're going to try and support yourself in hospital and try to get into the mindset that any waiting around on your own at hospital, that's your time to rest and recharge. This could be the last few hours that you have on your own for a while. So think about how you would look after yourself and enjoy yourself at home if your partner were out for the night. What would you watch? What would you listen to? What would you do? And it's also really common for induction procedures to be delayed. And that could be a phone call telling you to come in later or more frustratingly being kept waiting on a ward. As annoying as this can be when you've geared yourself up for labour starting and your baby's arrival, what this means is that both you and your baby are safe. Healthcare professionals have have to prioritise cases with greater medical need. So if you're bumped down the list, that means that they think your baby is safer staying in your belly. And again, your focus at this point should be the same as at any other point. How can you stay calm? How can you focus on you, keep your adrenaline in check and work on getting more oxytocin produced? Your hormones are just as important, if not maybe more, to be considering during induction. Your brain isn't going to be producing as much oxytocin naturally if you are using synthetic oxytocin. So think about how you can tell your brain to make some. Your dimly lit environment, kisses, cuddles from your partner, massage, backstroking, all these things have both a physical and an emotional benefit. We think about oxytocin in birth as telling our uterus to contract, but it also has a very profound emotional impact. I am going to finish up today by talking to you about my three best bits when it comes to your birth environment. So number one is to prepare your at-home labour nest a few weeks before your due date and use it as a place to relax and connect with your baby during these final weeks of pregnancy. That means that it's going to become a space that your brain associates with getting ready for birth. There's that wee familiarity aspect again that I keep going on about. (laughs) Number two is to cover your clocks. Our brains will just instinctively read a clock if we see one. And that will probably lead to your brain thinking about the last time it saw what what time it was and thinking about how many contractions you've had in that time or how long it's been since things started. And that's not what we want. We want to turn off that thinking brain as much as possible to help to ease your transition into labour land. And if you're at the stage where you think you need to be timing your contractions, that is a job you should pass off to somebody else. So again, we can turn that thinking brain off. And number three 
is quite simply to just turn down the lights. I've said it a few times today and in previous episodes. Getting the lights off is a really quick and easy way to just make an environment feel a little bit more private. And make sure that you have an eye mask in your bag as well. So that if the lights in your room do need to go on for any kind of procedure, then that sharp change to a brightly lit environment doesn't need to impact on you. A brightly lit environment is something that can cause our adrenaline to spike irrespective of our mindset. So regardless of how positive you feel, you might not be at all nervous or fearful, but that bright light is still a shock to your system. So make sure you get those lights turned off. Right, folks, I am offski. Have a lovely, lovely weekend and I will see you next week when we are going to be talking about first steps to thinking positively about birth. So this is going to be an episode maybe geared towards people who have given birth before and didn't have a particularly positive experience, how they can begin to prepare for another birth um, and to feel good about that. So I will see you next week, folks. Cheers. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hypno Walk podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. And you can find out more about what I'm up to by heading to birthingparentsclub.com. See you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.